When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What has saved you during quarantine? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I'm watching one of these adorable videos that oh. uh, Judy Dench did with her grandson. Um, and, th- and that's why we're asking what saved you during uh, the past few months. What has the, been the thing that has been like the saving grace in your life? 651-641-1071. Because Judy Dench says that it is doing TikToks with her grandson. Oh, that's delightful. It's really sweet. So apparently her grandson, um, she says, quote, created sketches and dances for the two of them to star in to pass the time during quarantine. She said, quote, you wake up, you wonder what day it is, and then you wonder what date it is, and sometimes what months. And then you think, well, what do I do today? And if the prospect is, well, what is there to do today? Uh, she said that uh, her husband or her grandson made her star in the TikTok videos. And she said, I had to rehearse all those moves. It just don't think, don't just think that all comes naturally. Okay. And I'm here to tell you, I just was watching this TikTok of her dancing with her grandson. And it is so stinking cute his tiktok handle is sam.williams1 and like he has a collection of videos of him dancing with judy dench that's adorable it's super duper cute super duper cute cute. 651-641-1071 what is the thing that saved you and rob just you know cut in and let us know when anybody calls um i bet i can guess what it is for you but bradley for me it was like needlework and that kind of stuff well yeah you've been doing a lot of crotcheting Yes. I, I think the fans call it crocheting. That's what they call it. Yeah, I've been doing a ton of crocheting and like just like having a space to shut my brain off yeah. and just do things mm-hmm. has been helpful. Um, I want to know what yours is, Bradley, but let's go to the phones yeah, first. Who's on the line, Rob? I believe this listener's name is Tear. Hi, Tear. Hi, Tear. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Wonderful. What has saved you during Good. quarantine? Well, it's so funny that you brought up TikTok because um, I've been working with Max and his cousin on uh, Caribou and Zoom calls, and we have just discovered that we can do shows on TikTok. Oh! And so we are putting together uh, a little uh, show for next week. <laughs> oh, that's so fun! Yes, and it is, I am telling you, it is my saving grace. This Caribou app is so wonderful. It can keep anyone from four to seven 
just so entertained, and it's mm. learning, and it's just fun. Who knew? All right. Thank, thank you, you, Tara. Tara. Um, I, I have to be really... Uh, oh, okay. Caribou, number one app to video call grandkids. Oh, that's adorable. I didn't know about this app. I'm going to call your grandkids later. I don't have them yet. Call Sia's. And I'm not calling grandchildren of any kind. <laughs> oh, wait. No, this is not true. I did hear about this caribou app because you can like read to kids and do all kinds of things on the caribou app it's adorable um bradley uh, mm. rob do we have anybody else on the line yeah let's go to chris okay hi chris hi chris chris uh what yeah. saved you during the last few months well two things i think one being able to ride my horse because oh, yeah. winter ended soon. Yeah. And the fact that my husband still had to go into work. Oh. <laughs> uh, trust so the trust absence, that I can relate. The absence made the heart grow fonder. <laughs> well, that I think we probably would have killed each other well, if we'd been yeah. home at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not you know, the first you know, one I've heard say that. Ride my horse and not have to hang out with him 24 7. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I will say, like in some, so at our house, I don't know about you, Bradley. At our house, it was backwards. I should have been the one to have been able to stay home, and my husband should have been able to keep going to work. In the sense that he's an extrovert and yeah. I'm a total introvert, and so for him being cooped up at home has been terrible. For me, I'd be, I'm like, bring it on. But for him. The idea of going into work would be better. For me, that's a challenge. I'm just grateful that one of us is getting out of the house because I, I don't right. think living on top of each other would have uh Yeah, wouldn't have done the, no. wouldn't have done the trick. Let's go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Jennifer, what has saved you during this the last few months? Well, you're probably sick of hearing from me about this, but weaving. I am I'm the one who calls in about I have made a hula hoop rug and No, I oh, love that. Weaving. Rugs and everything and writing on my newly discovered blog too. So those two things have really, really helped pass the time, allowed me to be creative. It gives me an outlet. So those two things have been fantastic. There's all sorts of creative outlets. I love that. Thank you for your call. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I still need to figure out how to weave. But Bradley, what's the thing that's been saving you? Um, poison. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you are terrible. Um, actually, I would say sourdough bread. I knew it. that's what I was. <laughs> and pickling, pe- fermenting, fermenting, just like, just like working be- with microorganisms Amish. is really where it's at because they don't talk back and they produce great flavor. Your gut health must be amazing. <laughs> uh, well. It's having to handle a lot of things going it's into got the some gut. Heavy lifting. To no, do but right I. Now. But I think it's like whatever the thing is that gets you out of your head, that has been a helpful place yeah. to be. And so for me, that's been some baking and and um, like food stuffs mm-hmm. around the house. And I just like tinkering. I'm a tinkerer, and it drives Jamie up a wall because he's like, "Why do you have to do that? It's just a waste of time." And I'm like, "Trust." It's not a waste of time because I'm out of your face. Yeah, exactly. You'd be, yeah, you'd be complaining about something else if exactly. I weren't tinkering. And he liked my kimchi, so bye. Wait, you mean kimchi and you didn't bring me any? You want some kimchi? Heck yes, I okay, want some kimchi. some kimchi. I like to put it in a nice beef bowl with some broccoli yeah. and some brown rice, a little kimchi on the top. Yeah, Sometimes a Sometimes they do pork. It's real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to fermentation <laughs> chat. <laughs> With Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. When we come back, oh, okay. I have to just 
Okay, this is a kind of a this is a coronavirus quarantine related story mm-hmm. that I that I happened upon this morning that made me so angry, and I bet that a lot of people can relate to this. This is um, based on a regulation that is coming down at the University of Florida about people who are still working from home and their children. I'll tell you what their new policy is, and we can all get enraged together when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so I tripped over this story this morning that just made me fume this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer okay so here's the headline and i just want you to sit with this for a hot moment the headline goes like this florida state university will quote no longer allow employees to care for their children while working remotely um what yeah so starting august 7th and i'm sure there i I am sure there are people out there in the listening audience who fall in on both sides of this argument and i i understand it but it's also dumb um the new rule will go into effect on august 7th and again that policy will be okay so let me just read from their own statement In March 2020, the university communicated a temporary exception to a policy which allowed employees to care for children at home while on the temporary remote work agreement. This came through in an email to staff. Um, Effective August 7th, 2020, the university will return to normal policy and will no longer allow employees to care for children while working remotely. Well, I don't... So... The feeling you're having is the same feeling that Dr. Jenny Root, who's an assistant professor of special education at FSU, who's also the mother to a four-year-old son and a seven-month-old daughter. She said she, quote, can't even process it. And she said, my initial thought was, well, what am I supposed to do with my kids? None of us are enjoying this. It makes me feel like I'm failing at everything I do. Um, And she basically just said, I I don't know how this is going to look. And They are holding fast to this. Florida State University will no longer allow their own employees to care for their own children while they are working from home. Um, But this is dumb because how do you enforce that? Okay, thank you. That's number one. Number two, it reminded me then of another article I read in the New York Times. And here's the headline. So this is what we're juggling right now, right? In 2020, in July of 2020, where we are right now. Yeah. The headline in the New York Times is, in the COVID-19 economy, you can have a kid or a job, but you can't have both. And this is based on the the notion that, okay, in New York, they've already sort of laid out a plan about going back to school in the fall. And that plan does not allow children to all be in the building at the same time. In fact, that plan allows for children to this is the upshot. This is not the actual reality, but the upshot is children will be able to physically attend school one out of every three weeks. Okay. So that's what we're looking at. And that's like not, that's like a cumulative timeline, right? That's not like one week they'll be on and then two weeks they'll be not like that. 
But what that says is there will be some time that kids will be at school and and much more time that kids won't be at school. That said, all at the same time, there are a lot of large companies that are starting to put together their back to work plan. And nobody seems to be ringing any alarm bells about how these two things are in dissonance with each other. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to have both of these things. Yeah, and this, you know, if I'm being like very honest, this just brings into stark, uh, what's the word? Like, it, this relief. just brings to, yeah, relief, thank you. The fact that it is not easy to be a working parent. It just isn't. It is also not necessarily a reality for many people for whatever reason. And what those reasons are would be none of my business anyway. It's not necessarily a reality for some people to be able to accommodate one parent at home. Um, so the, it, there's just like something fundamentally flawed about how... Are- we're juggling all of are this. they giving uh is florida state university giving suggestions on what this means like for example mm-hmm. are they saying you must provide for child care for your child yes so they say if employees do not have daycare options or choose not to send their children to school in the fall they should work with their supervisors to identify a flexible work schedule that allows them to fulfill their work duties and their family responsibilities and i hear that and I understand from a business standpoint, right? But then what does that do? Because the power dynamic there is, like, do you really want to be the parent who has to show up and say, I can't do, I can't do this? Mm-hmm. Then you've now made yourself not, like, not necessary or essential. Yeah, well, I mean, you've said you can't do your job. Right, essentially. Yeah, and who wants to do who wants to show up in their supervisor's office and say that? Yeah. I am not able to complete my job duties. They're going to be like, "Okay, that's fine. I mean, like there are people who can then." Bye. Right? So like and there's no safety net there. Well, it just seems people. like there would be enough people who'd be like, "Yeah, this isn't going to work." So you need to go back to the drawing board. And yeah. I imagine they did they told people this now because Presumably it's what July 1st they wanted to give them as much of a heads up as possible to plan accordingly. And then, you know, but I imagine if they arrive at this August date and people aren't able to fulfill this thing, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board because nobody knows what this gets. Like, I love how people are planning for things like I I appreciate. (laughs) I appreciate planning. Yeah. But you need to understand that that plan is probably going to need to change. Right. Because we don't know where we're going to be in August. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I mean, anybody who, who feels confident or is worrying about things that are supposed to happen months from now, mm-hmm. good luck to you. Right. That is a waste of your time. Right. You need to plan, but you should probably plan for about four things, which I know is impossible. Yeah. Because, like, we could all be back in our homes. It's I mean, true. We probably won't, uh, but it's a possibility. Well, and that's the thing is, I, I don't know how anybody can make a plan. And here's the other thing I will say. To the point that this this professor made in this um, article where she said, or she actually tweeted about this, um, where she just said, like, nobody's enjoying, she said, "None none of us are enjoying this. I think it's important to remember that, like, everybody found themselves in that situation. If they were a working parent, everybody simultaneously found themselves in that situation where they had to manage being home while their kids were home and also just to throw another wrench in the um in the whole system being teachers mm-hmm. um and it was and it was tough on every single person mm-hmm. and at the same time i don't know what the answer is i here's what i will say i feel i i feel very fortunate in this story i find it to be very relatable but also i happen to have kids that are a little bit older yeah so they can take care of themselves and i just can't they wouldn't have been able when they were young i just can't imagine what it would be like to be a single parent oh my gosh and need to retain your job and yeah, not necessarily have a child care option yeah and have young children and be told by your employer you have to stay working from home but you can't take care of your children while you're doing I it. would imagine there's gonna be a lot of kids in the other room right like regardless if you're on a zoom call like kids zip it yeah for this hour well and I think you're right too Bradley that like how do they enforce this um, the same dr. Jenny root she said um, we have had this no minors on campus rule, she said, which I understand. Um, but she said, and she always felt like it. this was all very positive and supportive, the environment. And that's why she said she was so caught off guard by this new policy that would not allow children to be cared for while they work from home. I don't know. Here's the other thing I will tell you. Um, And I don't know, I've heard from a number of friends who have been put in the position to work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, In many different professions, people have been very surprised at how productive uh, employees still are while working from home. And um, in many cases, productivity, A, didn't change, or B, got better with the working from home. Yeah. I don't know. This has been a weird, this, I mean... I'm just grateful I have not had to deal with any of this. I do not have children. I have not had to work at home. I have a partner who works from home, and I will tell you that I don't, um, I I don't, what's the word? I don't envy anyone who's had to work from home because I can't imagine all the challenges that it presents. Yeah. I mean, it does present challenges, but I also think we're sort of almost getting to the point where people are getting kind of used to it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Florida is dumb. But there are other Mm -hmm. places that are dumb, too. And they've got crazy, stupid idiots, just like Florida. We'll tell you about them when we come back on My Talk 107.1.
dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for these dumb people doing dumb things. That name is. Deeper. Nope. Crazy, Crazy stupid, stupid idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, Go back and that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things reputedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Like Duluth, Minnesota. Whoa, backyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so here's what had happened. Did you hear about this yesterday? Fire responders were feverishly searching for a naked man roaming through the sewer system beneath downtown Duluth. A naked sewer man. Exactly. Naked, naked sewer man. man. Exactly. He's getting all naked and taking away your... <laughs> Poo? Okay. I mean, what's in a sewer? So, poo. So, um, apparently near 3rd Avenue West and I-35W, uh, at some time on Wednesday afternoon, that was yesterday, um, apparently people saw a person entering the sewer system. Authorities found the person's clothing outside of a manhole in the area, and they deduced that that individual was naked uh as of two o'clock p.m yesterday they were still looking for the naked sewer man uh unsure of why or where he may be within the sewer system but they were going to do their due diligence to find him so Uh, you're saying there was a, a a naked man next to a manhole yeah exactly he actually entered through the manhole uh into the sewer system and was running around, apparently. Um, they Interesting. Did, yeah. Uh, about 2.45 yesterday, they did stop the search for the naked sewer man, believing that he had made it out of the sewer system before he could be located. So, so he exited the manhole. <laughs> exactly. Here's my question. If you lived in the Duluth area and you saw a naked man who was now covered in sewage, <laughs> that might be the guy. Just Yeah. Thought. But I also think that if you were just going about your beeswax, especially in this day and age, and you saw a, a naked person covered in sewage, I, I just feel like you'd keep moving. Right. You, I don't think you'd stop. You because probably wouldn't I think hang would, out with that. You're you wouldn't right. know whether or not the person was actually a person and not some sort of like Sasquatch. Right. You know, like a, a poo-covered Sasquatch. That just sounds so gross. It's like a swamp thing situation. This is the weirdest story. I know. We need to understand, because I also am curious, was this like a, a kicks thing, a thrills thing? Like he was, you know, getting excited by getting naked and... Jumping down a manhole? Um, or was this like a exploratory thing? Like he just always wondered what happens. In the manhole? In a sewer So he sewer just took his, took his clothes off? He's like, I've always wanted to get into well, I want to go. I want to go into the sewer, but I... take my clothes off. But I don't want to get dirty, which was thoughtful because mm-hmm. you will 
I mean, it's poo and things, oh. poo and things. Like they have fatbergs down there. I got a Do you question. know about fatbergs? Oh yes. Okay. So what? Can you educate our people about fatbergs? So fatbergs basically like oils and things tend to collect in the sewer system after they've exited humans. Yeah. Well, not yes. So that kind of oil, I think, but also just like food stuffs. Yeah, like when you're poo, when you're um, excuse me, the duties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, when all that stuff, it creates these like giant floating masses yeah. of fat, it's really and then disgusting. they end up clogging the sewers, and I, then they have to go down there and knock them free. We watched. A, did I ever tell you about this? We watched a documentary about the New York sewer system one time. Yeah, we talked about this actually because oh I listened to a podcast once. And it's amazing how much stuff. You have no idea. And it doesn't occur. Like, I will say that I've always, when I've been in New York, I've been fascinated by how the water towers work there. Like, how do they get water to all the buildings, right? When everybody is stacked up on top of each Mm, other. mm -hmm. But it never occurred to me, how do the sewer systems work there? Yeah. So we watched this dumb documentary. I do not know why, and I don't even remember what channel it was on. But it is quite, quite a system. And in fact, do you know that they make energy off that poo? Yeah, they sell that poo. Well, I think, I don't know if they still do anymore, but there there was like a thing at one point where they were selling that, like truckloads of um stuff doo-doo for fuel mm-hmm. or something right like weren't there like i just remember truckloads of sewage being shipped places i mean it's crazy who knew maybe it was garbage maybe i think it's garbage, garbage but in this case it was sewage and it, they were they were creating energy out of it i mean it's it is fascinating and i wish i could tell you everything i knew about this documentary where i watched it and how you can also watch it but I don't know how many documentaries there are about the New York sewer system, so feel free to just Google it, and you'll probably land right on it. My point is, though, back to the naked sewer man in Duluth. Duluth. Um, I don't think I think that was just for kicks That's that nasty. he was wandering around. Okay, I have another question about the sewer. I'm sorry, I'm taking over this entire conversation. But my question is, do why does it not smell all the time? What? Like, why can't we smell the sewer just walking around? Like, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I mean, I'm assuming because it's underground. But I mean, those manholes, they got like, you know, vent systems, right? Like, we can't. Why can't we smell that stuff? Well, because it's being whisked away at a high rate of speed by oh. water, I'm assuming. That was the question I had, actually, because I, uh, I did see there's actually on my way into work, there's some work lately that's been going on in the sewers, and I saw them like lifting off a manhole cover, and I was like, I wonder what's down there. Like, if it's really like, I always think of it as sort of like a, like old timey London, like, like there's yes. some Victorian sewer down there mm-hmm. with like monsters running around. And like, can you just walk around down there? Or is it like kind of like a crawly place? Because then I think like, ooh, that's a gross job. Who wants to be crawling around with all the doo-doo? Yeah. But then I think those people probably have like pensions and they're going to be set for life. Oh, yeah, because nobody wants to do that yeah. job. Nobody wants to do the dude duty. But then I wonder like, are duty. they from like the 1800s? And are there like, arc- is you know, is, like archaeology and stuff down <gasps> ooh, there? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, you know what else is really interesting? Sorry. 
to watch any documentary about the people who live in oh yeah the abandoned subway mm-hmm. areas in New York City. Yeah. That's also interesting. And 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 to see pictures of the subway stations that are no longer in use that are like abandoned there. Many of them are incredibly beautiful, like have beautiful mosaics. And oh, it's very well, there's one. And I remember seeing there's actually like an old train station. Now I'm probably in London, no, but I remember no, you are in New York. I know what you're talking about. There's like a where there's like a presidential something or other. Do you remember this? I'm looking for it. There's like a car. I swear I'm not making this up in my head that there was um, like an old subway mm-hmm. station mm-hmm. and there was like a train for a president. What? I got it. Okay. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's uh, station the abandoned railway line and train car that were used by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt when he arrived in New York during official visits. It is like it is underground at Grand Central Station. Oh, covered in dust, abandoned under the streets of Manhattan. And you would have learned about this in uh, Ken Burns' documentary, The Roosevelt's. Well, that makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. I did watch The Roosevelt's and See? I loved that. That uh, particular there you go story okay um you know why don't we when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show finish up these crazy <laughs> stupid ideas now that we've done sewer chat sewer and subway chat I mean by the way I just googled uh, secret subway tunnels in New York City yeah they're beautiful but what about secret subway tunnels in Minneapolis okay we didn't have subways but what about like sewers do we have anything cool here oh let's okay hold on I'm gonna Google that when we come back we'll have more crazy stupid idiots and possibly some sewer chat on my talk 1071 well we have to continue with the crazy stupid idiots on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley Trader um, we got a little preoccupied with sewer and subway chat uh, so we're just gonna do another round of crazy stupid idiots and yeah well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly. Over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida again. Florida. Florida. And other places. Um, before we get to Florida, I do want to let you know there's a cave underneath Minneapolis, <gasps> and it's called Sheik's Cave, and I will be spending my weekend reading all about it. Ooh. So. Oh, okay. What? Okay, sorry. I have to just say one more thing. If you really want to have some fun, spend some time looking at urban... Um, oh, gosh, what do they call themselves? Urban... Oh, what do they call themselves? Um, I, I had it in my head and then I lost it. But there's people who do like they're urban explorers. Yeah. And they they like chronicle like discovering places that have been abandoned. So it's fascinating. And I'm just saying that can be your next All right. awesome. thing. So like I bet there are people who have explored Sheik's Cave. Oh, I'm sure. Underneath. Well, although it seems from what it, the little I've read that they've like cut off all access well i mean there are these people who will find a way okay all right all right okay so back to the crazy stupid idiots. Uh, where are we going crazy stupid idiots we're going to abalama 
Abalama. Abalama Ding Dong, otherwise known as Alabama. And I want to tell you about some Covidiots. <clears throat> now, these Covidiots, I don't have names for them. Uh, they're just kind of a group of Abalamans. They're students mm-hmm. from Tus. Tus- Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And, uh, you know, they're students. Students do silly things. Are they Tuscaloosers? They're Tuscaloosers, uh, for sure. And But remember, this is crazy, stupid Covidiots. Mm. Or did I not tell you that? They're no, Covidiots. Yes. So what does that mean? That means that they did something dumb COVID-related. Mm. Like cough on vegetables? No. Well, unless... They consider each other vegetables. Oh, well, that doesn't sound like that. Because here's the headline. Well. Alabama students attend COVID-19 parties gambling on who gets sick first. Oh, gosh. So they're actually putting money on who's going to get sick. They're trying to infect each other. Okay. Oh, okay. so. Oh, no. Uh, according to local officials, one city council person, um... Uh, these parties were all part of a morbid game that included intentionally inviting COVID-positive students in an attempt to intentionally contract the deadly virus. No! They put money in a pot and tried to get COVID. Whoever gets COVID first gets the pot. Quote, it makes no sense. Well, it kind of makes a dumb sense, but I do appreciate that these are idiots. Okay, so first, couple things. Number one, these are people who... Do not have fully formed prefrontal cortices. That is the decision-making part of your brain, and that does not come online until you're in your 20s, usually late 20s. Mm-hmm. Well, early 20s, but some people maybe develop a little slow, more slowly. Um, but also, can I can I place the blame somewhere else? And do not at me about oh, this. Oh, here we go. But it's true. This is as dumb as having chicken pox parties. When there's a perfectly good vaccine. Yeah, this day and age, there's certainly a vaccine. Back yes. in the day, we used to do this all the time. Your parents it's would just, invite kids over so that, you know, you your get, aunt... Your, oh, well, we're just going to expose them to chicken pox so we can get it over with. Yeah, now there's a vaccine. <sighs> but don't even get me started, because if I hear one more person tell me that I want vaccines, blah, 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 I don't got time for you. So no, uh, it's, it's Thursday and I'm tired. Um, I mean, I was tired on Monday, but okay. But my point is, they say that there was this kind of rumor at first that these parties were happening, but apparently Tuscaloosa Fire Chief Randy Smith uh, said, well, we did some additional research, and not only did doctor's offices help confirm this, but the state confirmed they'd also had the same information, that these parties are actually happening. And I will tell Mm. you, I know you want to look at Abilama and say, them uh, yokels in Alabama... They're just dumb. But I guarantee you mm -hmm. there are some fools right in our own backyard. Because I know you want to look at the South and have Mm -hmm. some finger pointing. Mm -hmm. In many cases, rightly so, Mm -hmm. having lived there myself for a number of years. But uh, a lot of times you don't have to look very far to see stupid behavior. Oh, isn't that Because when you have two fingers pointing out, you then have you three. One. You're at three pointing back at you. So well, except one. your thumb doesn't well, so like really point back. So one goes out, one is up, but then there's three pointing back. What does at your you thumb still? do though? So your it's thumb never comes up. back to point at you. No, it's just sort of like looking up. Yeah. Um. In Alabama, they have had thirty-seven thousand recorded cases of coronavirus infection, and 
just under a thousand fatalities. Dumb. This is don't no do joke. It, you guys, just don't do it. Come on. But you know, you can totally see college students like. Yeah, I'm just gonna get, hey it, guys, get it over with. All these people are getting freaked out about this dumb cold. It's no big deal. Just get it. It's just like the flu. It's just like a bad flu. Also, can I just say, there is not conclusive evidence that if you get it, you are immune. Correct. We do not have conclusive evidence on that yet. So, social distance and wear your damn masks. Next, let's go to Wisconsin. Let's go to Wisconsin. Where? Well, we're going to somewhere between Madison and Beaver Dam. Okay. Um, this is a story of a time where two drunk drivers caught each other. Because what happened was on Saturday around 2.20 a.m., 59-year-old Joseph Gay from Madison, Wisconsin, was driving intoxicated and he got into a crash when he crossed over the center line and he had a guy going the opposite direction. That guy was 28-year-old James Wilkins from Beaver Dam and he was also driving drunk. Oh, they found out that both those drivers were driving drunk because they crashed into each other. Oh, God. When the cops got there, the 28-year-old stayed put, but the 59-year-old Joseph went running off into the woods where the police dogs quickly caught up with him. Um, 28-year-old James was arrested for his first DUI. Joseph was arrested for his sixth oh, okay which is probably why he went off running now into the who's woods. the crazy stupid idiot i mean really Wisconsin. thank you also here's the other thing just stay home just stay home <laughs> i'm gonna drink just drink alone man no, i did like, it for years you know get a you know get a neighbor have them sit in their front yard you sit in your front True. yard social distance just stay home people just stay home um i have a Update for you. Okay. Is it a sewer update? Yeah. Is this from the email? From Well, I, I don't know. I have a okay. tweet from a guy named Gary. Okay. I got another one then. So Gary says there are two kinds of sewer systems. And we were just talking about sewers. Mm-hmm. The one you and Colleen were discussing on Thursday that the naked man was in, that's called a storm sewer system. This oh. system carries away the rainwater from the streets. They're oh. accessed by the manholes you see in the street. The reason you don't smell doo-doo in them is because that they carry human... The ones that carry human waste are called a sanitary sewer. Oh. And that is a sealed system that transports the waste to the sewage treatment plant. This is so good news. Thank you. Now we all learned something. We did all learn something. Thank what were you, you. going to share? Well, this I thought was really interesting. We got this from Alice, who said, a bunch of us in college would walk in the Duluth sewers... If you start, I should not even be saying this, but I'm going to say it because whatever, there's maps. Don't worry about it. If you start at UMD under the gas station, you end up at the Congdon Mansion. Oh, that's creepy. Glen Sheen. Thank you very much. Isn't that wild? It is wild. That is fascinating. How do you find that out? That's my, I'm serious, <laughs> though. Colleen's going to end up stuck in a s- well, storm sewer. No, but I'm going to be researching this um, a lot. I feel like that's highly illegal. Not that anybody asked me, but um, interesting nevertheless. Yeah, this is very interesting. In I fact, know. I'm going to, I feel like we should just go looking for stuff this weekend. Well, okay. So I got to find, 
urban explorers is that what they're called didn't we talk to some of them people no i don't think we did but there's like a whole um yeah it's they're called they're called urban explorers and it's like there's these underground groups of them no pun intended groups of these urban explorers that will go into man-made structures that are usually abandoned and they will take video write blogs about it about them I fell down a hole about this one time. No pun intended. No pun intended. I mean, old, because you know, I love abandoned houses. Do you know this about me? Like, I'm obsessed with abandoned houses, especially ones where it looks like the rapture came and just like they like disappeared. Mm -hmm. Like one time I, it's a long story. I used to work. Yeah. Okay. And I had to go to homes. Long story. But one of the houses I went to, I would go back week after week to see if anybody was there. And on the kitchen counter was just like a jar of peanut butter with a knife sticking out of it. And it just looked like they just had like, I don't know, made some peanut butter toast and then disappeared forever. It's so weird. But I love things like that that are frozen in time. And so I did fall down this urban explorer hole. And now I'm probably going to do that. You know, if you find yourself at a manhole this weekend, jump in. Actionsquad.org. Spend some time there. I'm telling you, it's the coolest thing in the world. Actionsquad.org. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll be be gone. gone. Uh, We'll be back on Monday. Happy 4th. Happy 4th, everybody. Be safe. Lori and Julia are coming up next. We'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. Bye. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.